Welcome to Weird Wednesday, where we normalize weird and break down the stigma behind important conversations. Hello, everyone. It's Amy. And Tim. Tim is back from his work trip to St. Petersburg. For all of you that missed him on the last podcast episode, he's very excited to be back, right? Of course. This is my favorite thing to do. Like, actually, though, you're not being, you're not kidding. No, I'm not kidding at all. Yeah. I love this. Tim loves the podcast. So today we are actually talking about that something that Tim has been going through for the past kind of week and that I've gone through this year, I guess, and that is leaving a job or quitting something um, and moving on to something bigger or different to chase your dreams and better yourself. Yeah. Was that a good description? Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> well, we've kind of gone through it in different ways, but essentially Tim um, just gave us two weeks notice at his current job and is starting a new job in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of had to deal with the stress of leaving that job, how to tell you know, the people he works with and not burn any bridges and not feel guilty about it and pursue something that he wants for him. And I did somewhat of a same kind of thing earlier this year when I decided to end my small business shop, Ruthie, and stop making scrunchies so I could pursue Instagram full-time for me. So in somewhat different ways, we made the same decision. So I feel like the best way to do it is for you to just give like a one or two minute breakdown of what your job is, how long you've had it, and the job that you are moving to. Okay. And then we will go through the questions and I'll kind of do the same, I guess. So the company that I'm leaving, I've been with since I graduated college. So about two and a half going on my third year. I would have been three years in May. And I kind of just came to, I've been thinking about this decision for a while and just kind of like, playing it off, playing it off, putting it on the back burner. And so my company that I'm moving to is in the same exact niche area that I'm in now. So what we do is program planning controls and there is a finance portion, but I don't necessarily touch the finance side of things. So we work with clients anywhere from commercial contracts, Department of Energy, Department of Defense, and we basically are program managers to a point without going into like too much detail, but we basically are brought on to help manage these projects and items that they're working on. And when you say manage, we're talking like budget, timeline, that kind of stuff. Yeah, budget, schedule. So Tim does a lot of Excel sheets throughout the day and like reports out on like if a project's behind or ahead. Yeah. Very like logistical stuff, cool kids stuff. Oh yeah, the coolest. Um, so you're going to be doing that for your new job. You're just working for a different firm. That's how you described it to me, right? Yeah. That's what I've been telling people. <laughs> just a different company that does the same thing. Okay. So that's what Tim does. And when do you start your new job? It's like the second week of February? Yeah, around there. I think it's on Valentine's Day as of right now. And then you gave your notice. All this is still in the works, by the way. Yeah. So I don't know exact timelines of anything. Okay. And then, I mean, a lot of you guys know this, but briefly I'll talk about kind of my experience. I decided to leave, not leave because like I'm not going to kind of decide I'll never do it again, but I've stopped doing my small business for the time being, which is making scrunchies and selling claw clips on Ruthie which I started um, also kind of two and a half years ago. It'll be three years this coming fall. So two and a half years ago I started and it was the main source of my income. And I decided to stop it at the end of this year and pursue Instagram full time, not knowing whether or not that will be 
you know, in the next year or so, a stable income for me. So that's kind of my little spiel. And I've felt a lot of emotions around it too. A lot of, you know, self-doubt, is this the right decision? That kind of stuff. So um, a lot of your questions that you guys asked through my Instagram stories yesterday kind of have to do with the emotion around the decision, how you know when to make the decision, if you felt guilty, how to support a partner making that decision. So I'm just going to read some of them and I guess we'll answer them and hopefully that gives you a better understanding of why we made the decisions and maybe like if you're thinking about making a similar decision, you know, if it's right for you and you know, we're here to give our advice, I guess, because um, I know a lot of us go through this as 20 year olds or 20 something year olds. All right, so the first one, um, and some of these are like for you, some are for me, so we'll answer them kind of accordingly. Okay. And then we'll double team the ones that are for both of us. But the first one is, can you talk about the pressures with having a non-traditional job or career path? I mean, this question I feel like I could answer in a couple ways. I also think you could answer it because your job, just like I guess my job um, does, has nothing to really do with what you went to school for. So I feel like in that sense, it's non-traditional. Um, so maybe like we could talk about that a little bit. Like, did you ever feel like guilt not using your degree per se? Cause I know you got your job right out of college, but like, did you ever feel conflicted about that? Oh no, all the confliction was I should have dropped my major when I had the chance. Oh, so you, I didn't I know I didn't that. give a shit about my major. What was your major? Exercise physiology. So you just kind of majored in that to major in it. It should have switched to something else like through college. That's how you see it. So this job was more like aligned with your interests that you ended up taking. I would say that I am not a school person. Books are not for me. I don't really care about a lot of those subjects and exercise physiology kind of just fed like the one subject that I genuinely liked. And also I had a really good physical therapist when I got injured. So that kind of like twisted my arm into trying to go that route and then I slowly realized that it wasn't the route I wanted to go to and it was kind of too late to change so I just stuck it out and then basically took that sheet of paper and chucked it in the trash because it means nothing. Okay interesting kind of similar to me I guess um, except I'd say like my two jobs are a little bit more related but I think like when I got my degree I was the same feeling the same thing Tim felt like I should have switched my major and really stood up for myself and I talked about this on the last podcast solo episode but um, I don't think registered dietitian or I should say dietitian was the correct path for me. I would say on my end, I definitely kind of felt that guilt, like especially because my parents and grandparents helped pay for a majority of my college experience. I felt like I had to use that sheet of paper and kind of practice with my credentials. Um, so there's definitely that pressure, but I would say both of us are a lot happier doing, you know, straying from that traditional career path that was expected from us and now working a job that we're good at and we feel confident working, right? Yeah, I mean, I think realistically the sheet of paper, the degree is what we mean by the sheet of paper, but should just be like a blank degree. Like I think everyone should just go through college unless you absolutely know what you want to do at 17 years old, which I don't think anyone does. Maybe some occupations like being a nurse is the only one really you can have a direct decision on where you want to go, but... Yeah, or like medical professions, I feel like. Yeah, or like the only ones that I can think of that is like, I know exactly what I want to do going through college and postgraduate work, but... So you, you, set, you see a degree as kind of like a blank piece of paper to use that degree however you want. Yes. Or not to use it. Yes. Okay. Another question is how to be brave enough not to have a stable income to choose Instagram as work. So that one's for me. Um, let's just say I wasn't brave enough for, you know, 
a couple years. I think I've been wanting to do Instagram full time ever since I graduated college. The way I look at it is if I don't make money from it, I move back home with my parents and I go a different direction. You know what I mean? I just, life is too short to not do what you love because you're not gonna make enough money doing it. Although I think money is still important. And I think I also have set up a little bit of a security net for myself when it comes to money. Like I'm not in an incredibly absurd amount of debt. I've been very grateful or lucky to have had um, financial support from my parents and grandparents throughout college. And, you know, Tim is always more than willing to help me out if I need help. So it's not the end of the world if I fail. And I think I'll have a pretty good indication right off the bat if it's going to work or if it's not. And I believe in myself. And, you know, that's how I'm brave enough. And Tim's also been a really great encouragement. Although I did make this decision myself and I kind of just told him one day, like, I'm not doing scrunchies anymore. I think at first he was like, well, scrunchies are kind of like your main source of income but he saw how happy I was making that decision and was like well I don't know would you say that like at the end of the day like if it doesn't work it doesn't work yeah I think eventually you have to take the leap of faith you can't know what you don't know like there's an unknown with making a new decision and it's either gonna work or it's gonna fail so well you don't know if you don't try yeah so you I mean you have to take the leap of faith on yeah. your end of it I think scrunchies was just like a baby that you were holding on to for too long and it was time to let it it was like a baby bird right in a nest like let it i love let your it go. animal analogies like, just <laughs> let it fly away because amy was kind of just holding on to it because she saw that it was a lot of her income and she made this brand from scratch and people had a lot of like joy buying her scrunchies and she got a lot of joy out of the creativity side of picking the fabrics but eventually you got to make the decision to kind of cut it off I didn't get a lot of joy from the back pain and the hand pain right. and everything has a pro and con but yeah so yeah you're definitely right I was I, it's funny because I was like relying on that for money but it was making me resent it so although money is important it's not everything and you kind of just got to take that risk at some point um the next couple of things one of the questions is how to feel comfortable at a new job. Do you want to take that one? I know you don't really know the best way to answer it, but oh God, are let, you scared I'll about you, that? I'll let you know in a month. Yeah. I no, think I'm not too like worried about it because I bank a lot on my ability to be personable at first. So like I usually get to know people on a personal level before a work like relationship. So I usually like in a new scenario, I get to know people pretty quickly. So that makes me feel really comfortable. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely scary. I can tell you that all my emotions are on overdrive right now, so. I mean, nothing new is ever gonna be comfortable, right? Isn't that the whole point of like a new experience is like you're gonna have some nerve you're gonna have some anxiety going into it but I think like Tim said like get to know the people you're working with and that's gonna be your support system and if you connect with people first before you kind of connect with like doing your job right it's gonna make things a lot easier yeah too. you need the support system in a new work environment yeah um what factors do you consider in leaving your job slash taking a new opportunity I'm gonna let you take that one because I think there were a lot of factors you had to consider and that was why it was so stressful, right? Yeah, I mean, I have no grievances with the company that I left. They did nothing but treat me right and set me up for success. So, I mean, from the outside looking in, people would wonder why I'm making the change, but it just has to do with, like, the current situation my life is in. There's a lot of things that I have to pay for, plan for, get ready for, and 
this new opportunity just allows me to basically facilitate those things much easier. So money was part of it, which is important at this point. We're kind of mid-20s, and you're a couple years older than that, 27. Oh, you're turning 28, seeing oldie. Yeah, geezer. But money's important. But money is not everything and that's no. not what my decision was based off of you also based it off of like you liked this new company and right like you you think you're gonna have room here to flourish and grow my biggest base off is i wanted to make my own decision for once do what's best for you like what i told my manager on giving him my notice was this was a decision was coming from me and only me like I didn't want to facilitate a back and forth I didn't want to talk about numbers I wanted this decision just to be my decision and I'll live with anything that comes from it so which he respected and I think that's how you should approach leaving a company don't turn it into like a bidding war or anything like that just say this is my decision this is what I think is best I've approached everyone in my life that really cares about me and they've all given me the thumbs up and believe in me so that's the route I'm gonna go yeah make sure you don't close any doors while you're exiting somewhere you always want to have somewhere that is willing to take you back because they know you're a good person and a good worker yeah and I think Tim felt a lot of that guilt when he was making the decision because his company right now is awesome and I've seen how you know well they treat him and what I told him at the end of the day is you make decisions for other people, but most importantly, like the most important person you have to consider is yourself. And, you know, if he regrets the decision in the future, that's on him. If he doesn't, then he made a great decision. Tim saw himself doing well at this new position too. So why not? If it's going to allow him to be happier, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. Um... Oh, this question is for me. How does one do full-time Instagram with no benefits, retirement, or a consistent salary? Uh, I don't know, guys. Money is a shit show with, like, not have, like, if you don't have an employer, you work for yourself. It's all still confusing. <laughs> so that's a question I can't answer, but it just goes to show, like, I don't have all my shit figured out. And, like, I'll figure that stuff out along the way. My mom said I should have an IRA, which is basically an account that you put money into and can't touch, similar to a 401k, right? Mm -hmm. Although I haven't opened said IRA. But, I mean, that's just something I'm going to figure out along the way, and hopefully I'll share with you guys as... I do. Let's see. How did you know you were ready? Is this for me? I think we could both answer it. How did I know I was ready? Um, to be honest, I don't have like a specific like indication that I can think of where I was like, yep, it's time to make a move. I think a lot of things kind of fall into place really quickly and then you're kind of left on your heels trying to make a decision. And unfortunately, you got to choose to either stay somewhere where you're comfortable or break outside that barrier and be uncomfortable, which I mean, I'm a firm believer in comfort doesn't allow growth. So if you're always comfortable in somewhere, you're not really going to grow and there's no really progression involved. Yeah. So I think I was just decided like, I've been here for two and a half years. It's time to make a move. And I know I'm going to make the move in the right way where I could always come back here if I really needed to. Yeah. I mean, also, I think like, which was really big for you. Like, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but you like asked a lot of your friends and family for advice or like really told them what you were thinking and wanted to hear if they agreed kind of thing. And I think you have a lot of people in your life that you trust and wouldn't like bullshit you. So I think that definitely like helped make the decision come 
like a little bit quicker or like helped you feel more sure in that decision, right? I feel like you had my support, you had your parents' support, your friends' support. Yeah, I think that's like kind of post-decision though. It's like you've come to a conclusion, it's time to air it out and see what people come back with. Okay, but what if people had come back with like, don't do this, Tim, every single person? Then I would be back to thinking about it still. Right, so it definitely made the decision come quicker. It made it easier. Yeah. But overall, getting to the decision, I think now... I can really like pinpoint a thing. It was just perspective on like, I have a lot of things coming up in my life that I need to be able to make a change that allows for these things to happen. So yo, you got to give me that raw. You're getting a ring pop, dude. Dude, I would be totally fine with that. I ring literally pop. was talking about buying a boat for myself to fish. Not anything to do with that. I'm just so upset, but actually <laughs> my fingers are so meaty that like, it's fine. I've tried a ring pop on before and it looks good on my ring finger. So. Yeah. I'll take that. Um, Work-life balance as a couple. This is just kind of related to work, but we've talked about this before. Um, I think it's easier for Tim because he works like your typical kind of nine to five, eight hours a day, 40 hours a week job. But it's definitely something that we're working on. I think mostly kind of on my end and realizing because Instagram for me is like, I could work any hour of the day. And um, we've had discussions about like, you know, should I have my phone out on like a date night when like Tim's off work, you know, and like kind of compromising on that end, like asking Tim to help me with content. Like that's been, you know, it's been hard to kind of navigate that in a relationship because when Tim's getting coffee with me, he's not working. I sometimes am like whenever I told him this other day, I was like, whenever we go out of the apartment and are going to do something and I like put on a cute outfit for like, I'm going to want to like have the opportunity to take pictures or get content. And it's hard and we've been working on that. But I think I've done like a better job at kind of during the day we've talked about working from different parts of the like apartment. We have a double desk. So like when I do work in the room, I'm next to him. I usually have my headphones in, but I shoot a majority of my content out in the living room and edit my content content out in the living room so I think that physical separation during the day allows us to have you know (laughs) would you say like that helps a little bit with it I think ideally if we had a bigger space that we lived in it would be a lot easier on both of us yeah but I mean as like a couple in their 20s living in an apartment in the city like it's not always going to be I think it's all like unprecedented times I don't know the answer we're both working from home the only thing that really separates us is a door the balance is tough i mean we can look at the balance in like our life balance amy's job has a lot of volatility it can be two hours here one hour here 30 minutes here 15 minutes there weekends yeah so there's a lot of kind of variables that go with amy's job that i have to as the significant other in the relationship work with and combat and we got to talk through things where mine's a very rigorous strict these are my hours and amy's done a lot better job at respecting those hours at first it was like well i can see you that you're kind of not doing anything on your computer right now can you help me where it's like i've built this kind of thing where we got to understand that like if i wasn't working from home or working remotely I would not be in this apartment to even help you. So we need to understand, like, let's set these hours aside. And then I need to understand that her hours are all over the place. And I need to be able to help when I can. So And I need to know when, like, he wants his space or doesn't want the phone out. And that's something that we're always working on. But I do think having, like, a little bit of space in the apartment has been good, like, in terms of me being out there doing my work. No, I agree. I'm just stating that i think more space obviously is better but yeah we are not in the situation where we Let's can create more space yeah exactly um do you want to answer this one is how do you tell your company you're leaving who do you tell first 
So I told my direct manager about it. So I called him the other day and basically kind of just explained I had come to my decision. I wasn't really leaving it open for any back and forth. Kind of how I explained earlier, I just didn't want it to turn into anything where someone could get hurt in the scenario or cause mixed emotions or ill feelings. I just wanted to leave it as it was my decision. So I told him and then I have to now slowly tell people that I work with at my specific client that I'm leaving and there's a lot of feelings inside of me that it sucks because I care a lot about these people not just because we work together but because I have a really good relationship with them so breaking the news sucks it's it feels like almost like you're breaking up with someone but you really shouldn't feel bad at all because you're making the decision ultimately for yourself I think it's just I'm a people pleaser so I care a lot about people and what they think and how they feel and I don't necessarily take into account my feelings first I'm usually putting everyone else above me so I'm trying to combat that whole ideology of like it's not really about them. It's about you at the end of the day. So as um, you can tell, I am going through all these emotions as we sit here and do this. So, <laughs> um, This one I'm going to answer because I feel like I've dealt with something very similar recently. But how to support your partner who is depressed at their job but trouble getting a new one. Um, sorry, I'm not talking about you in this situation. I have a really good friend that um, isn't necessarily depressed at their job um, as much as they are depressed in their current living situation also somewhat depressed with their job and I think would like something new but they're definitely having trouble number one finding the motivation to look for a new job and living space um, and number two I think just like feeling like that's even an option so my advice here is to if you're up for it and if you care about that person um, I think it's important maybe for you to get involved whether it's a friend whether it's a partner like I sat down with my friend the other day and we looked at apartments in the city because they really want to move to the city. And I think that helped them feel a lot more hopeful, not just about their living situation, but about the job too. Because I think it showed them that like, you just have to put in a little bit of time and then suddenly you realize like, you can do this and you can change the current situation you're in. Um, but sometimes all someone needs is a little support from a friend, a family member, a partner. So that's my advice. I mean, yeah, I'm helping one of, actually he is both of me and Amy's friend. He is currently going through the job search and he wants to move and I'm kind of more helping him with like the interview aspect of it because he's really nervous to interview for this job because it's like the one opportunity that he has gotten and if he fails he's probably going to feel awful about himself but I told him just interviewing is something that makes everyone super nervous but you can't get good at taking interviews unless you do a lot of them. So don't expect yourself to go in and nail it. If you fail an interview, you should look at it like it's a learning opportunity. You should be able to look back and be like, okay, this is where I went wrong. These are the type of questions I'm gonna get asked. I need to be able to answer these kind of on the tip of my toes and react to what they're saying because you're not handed a script for an interview, so it's very reactive. And not everyone is good at thinking on their feet. So I just told them kind of, you know, answer honestly, I think, when you are looking for a new job and interviewing, I think if you let your personality come across on a phone call or a Zoom interview or whatever it is nowadays, it's so different. But if you let your personality come across, I think people really just want to understand who you are as a person rather than your experience. Yeah, so I think you've supported him a lot in that way, especially helping with the interview process. And there are a lot of questions about that too. 
Um, and I would say your advice was really good. I think like on one level, sure. If like you think you're going to get asked a lot of questions about the company and logistics, sure. Do some research. But the point of an interview is to gauge what kind of person you are and whether or not you're there for the right reasons. And if you want the job and you let your personality shine, like, you know, shame on them if, you know, they don't take you and it's a learning experience for the next one. Right. Show that you have like the hunger for growth and you want to learn. That's what I told him is the biggest thing is like, make sure you are projecting that you might not know everything right now, but in six months you can guarantee that you're going to bust your ass and know everything that you can. Yeah. So I just like, don't answer a question like, oh, I don't know. Be like, well, I don't know that, but I would obviously love to be able to learn. Do you guys have training on this kind of stuff? Like show interest. Don't just answer things like bluntly and be like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Cause then it's just like, all right, this guy doesn't really give a shit and yeah. you're kind of wasting their time. Um, so there's a couple about like money and one of them is how much does money play into adverse general enjoyment? I think we answered that somewhat. I just think like it's a combination of both and like I think everyone prioritizes money versus happiness differently. I think there's also a lot of factors that play into it other than just how much you enjoy something and how much money you're making. But I mean, money's important. Like Tim said, there's a lot of things you have to take in consideration when you're accepting a new job and pay is part of it, right? I don't think it really needs to be more. No, we don't need to divulge into it. I think as long as you have enough money at the end of the day to do the things you want to do, that's all that should matter. Yeah, or you see yourself, you know, accepting a job and getting to that point within a reasonable amount of time if there's room for growth in the job. Um, and then another one kind of related to money is, do you ever feel guilty or spoiled for wanting to quit your okay job? I'm in that situation right now. So like feeling guilty that like, you know, you already have a good job and there's a lot of other people in the world that probably make less than you and wish they had your job and leaving that job to pursue something else. I'm reading a book called You're a Badass at Making Money and then one of the things the author talks about is not feeling guilty for wanting more money because yeah, that having, would be my answer. Yeah, having more money isn't something that like, or like an openly admitting that you want money isn't something that people should look down upon you for. Because like, once you have more money to do the things that you love, you are going to be a happier person and can in turn be a better person for other people, for your family, friends, community, for your partner, whatever it is. Like you can't pour from an empty glass and if something isn't filling you up all the way, then you have every right to want to grow and make more money. I think isn't that kind of the point of it all? Like whether it's money, happiness, like you want you want to be the happiest you can be and the richest you can be. Like I'm not going to deny that. I fucking love a mansion. But I'd also love to like use that money and give back and like be a better person and a happier person because of it. So it's a really interesting taboo topic, but I don't, I just don't think you should ever feel guilty for wanting more money. I and think it's like one of those scenarios where being selfish is like okay it's not selfish either like you're just wanting to better yourself no i think well i think the way the question is asked yeah, yeah, is sure. you f do you feel guilty leaving an okay job probably referencing that a lot of people are in jobs that they despise and that they stick out or you're leaving a perfectly fine job like what's the reasoning so I think being selfish is totally okay in a job space because unfortunately it is your life. You only get one and if it's going to better yourself and better the things that you can do and 
provide you the ability to maybe give back or help people out, then or do just it. just be happier. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, I'd rather you be making a lot more money and be a better partner to me than, you know, be making less money and be miserable. It's not selfish if it affects other people in your life, too, for the better. Also, like, you are taking a risk, too. It's not like you're leaving this job knowing you're going to make more money and be much happier like there are give and takes that come with it yeah right it's not and like i won the lottery and i'm saying see like i still have a huge risk and a huge unknown and a huge what if but it'll all work out i mean i'm a firm believer in take opportunities that are presented because sometimes those opportunities will disappear and yeah you got to put your best foot forward and hope for the best. So. Yeah, and don't burn any bridges along the way. And but if I did win the lottery, you guys would never hear from me again. I'm out. I'm going to the Mykonos. Would I still be getting a ring pop? No. You're gone. Oh, I'm just gone? Yeah, blipped off the earth. Did you just say blipped, like make a Marvel reference? Yeah. Okay. I can respect that. Um... Have you guys ever dealt with imposter syndrome? Um, I don't think Tim really has. I'll let him speak for himself. But, I don't even know what that um, means. I was going to say, I don't think you know what that means. I didn't want to offend you. But I think imposter syndrome, if I'm right, is a, a basically believing that like you don't deserve your success. And I 1,000% have dealt with that. And Tim's kind of seen it firsthand that like I have all these self-doubts. And I feel like I'm undeserving of like you know what I want in life or like being successful and I feel guilty for it and like I'll send out an email and be like you know a company will offer me a certain amount of money that's like well below what my time is worth and I'll email them back and be like I'm so sorry like I don't want you to take this the wrong way I really want to work together I'm really sorry like but like I think I'm worth more money do you think we could meet at this rate but like I'm so sorry if you want to stay at the other rate it's okay you can because I don't really like that kind of thing that self-doubt and like feeling like your success isn't your own and yeah I've definitely struggled with that I think Tim has a better I don't think you really struggle with that I think Tim knows what he works for and knows he deserves it and I think has helped me kind of a lot like supporting me and being like yeah you actually deserve your success if you're in a position that is successful or you don't feel like what you're doing is like deserved I think you should honestly believe in yourself I don't think any I don't think you would be given the opportunity of success unless you deserved it or other people thought you deserved it yeah, so look facts. at it as a reflection of like yourself. Like I would not be changing jobs if this other company was like, this kid sucks. Well, let's hire him anyway. Whatever. <laughs> like I think people believe in you and you just want to always prove those people right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So it's loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud, which is basically what we just said. Yeah, I think. Difficult to accept your accomplishments. I think if you doubt yourself, you're setting yourself up for failure. So believe in yourself and time will tell. Mm -hmm. I've been using that term a lot with a lot of my friends that I've been talking about. Time will tell. If yeah. I fail, I fail and it's on me. Yep. No one else. So how are the reactions of other people? I feel like we've kind of talked about that. Everyone, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, we made our own decisions for ourselves, but everyone was supportive. And if they're not and you trust them, I feel like maybe you take their their opinion into account. But again, at the end of I the think, day. Yeah, I think expressing change in your life helps a lot of other people, too. Yeah, I, can I know calling a lot of my friends telling them I was making this change they're like oh shit like I'm so excited for you like I'm excited about my life now like I should make the decision yeah. or I should make a change it can be I mean I've been everyone's scared of change everyone is worried about leaving somewhere that they are still happy with and then failing so I mean I think just getting the push and expressing to people that you're going to make the leap of faith helps a lot and a lot of my friends are always supportive I don't ever expect them to tell me like dude that's a 
shitty mistake like you're gonna ruin your life like a lot of them are just like happy for you man and i hope it like works out and, and if it doesn't they support you when it doesn't yeah right there's not a lot left but this one i i'll take because it has nothing to do with you but how to deal with the judgment of people who don't see how being a full-time creator can be a job i deal with it by reminding myself that they're not working the same job i am so like i can't blame them for their lack of knowledge knowing what my job is like like at the end of the day, I know how much time I put into it and that's enough for me. I know that, you know, creating content, pitching yourself to brands, editing content, submitting content, recording podcasts, taking photos, planning the photos you're going to take. I know all that is takes up at least 40 hours of my week, sometimes more. Not saying that like a job is defined by how many hours you put into it, but it feels like a full-time job for me and, and that's enough. And I think I would waste my time if I was constantly trying to prove to other people how much I put into my Instagram. I think it's clear that I love it and that I put effort into it. And that's that. And I don't feel the need to explain myself. How do you deal with that judgment? Just let it pass. You know your worth and you know how much you're putting into something you love. So remind yourself of that. I think that's it. That's yeah, I'm going to go puke. Not a ton of questions left. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's still nerve-wracking. I'm sure... You know, Tim has little tiny doubts about his decision. I still have little tiny doubts about my decision because we don't know how they're going to play out or if they're going to bring us success or happiness or money or whatever it is. And I think that's kind of the whole point. You make decisions for yourself, knowing what the consequences are, knowing that like the future isn't certain, but like you're going to kick yourself in the ass if 10 years down the road, you're miserable at your job and you didn't make that decision, right? Yeah, that was something I talked to with my mom is like do it while you're young make the changes when your life is still like evolving and changing yeah. don't make a change 40 years down the road when you should have made when it you feel stuck yeah. yeah and like you feel like like we're so young that we feel like we can you know make the most of wherever we're going and it's still up to us it always is but like it's nice to do it while you have the chance yeah it's so. your life live it however you want to and make the decisions for yourself but rely on the people that are in your corner so and with that so if any of you guys are hiring i'm going to be out of a job in about four months so <laughs> you know add me on linkedin thanks i'm just kidding or all right I'm guys <laughs> as always we love you guys until next time peace, peace.